Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Lashirut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. As we approach Pesach, the holiday of freedom, things are starting to feel slightly more hopeful and free here in Israel, and please God outside of Israel soon, too. And yet, the past year is still with us, and there are still so many unknowns. We've gotten used to being cautious, being separated. Some have found it easier to readjust than others. How do we emerge and adapt? How do we decide what is safe? How do we balance our need and wish to be social and see friends with our worries for our family's well-being? Some thoughts on this question can be found in the commentaries on Parshat Vayikra. I would like to touch on two aspects of Parshat Vayikra, one from the beginning of the Parsha and one from the end. First, the opening word, Vayikra. This is unusual and somewhat redundant language. Usually, God speaks to Moshe with the word Vayidaber. What does the word Vayikra come to teach us? God calls to Moshe to come near, and God instructs Moshe in the various korbanot, and when each kind of sacrifice should be brought. Rabbi Shimshon Rafael Hirsch says that the root of the word korban is karev, to come close. The korbanot in the time of the temple, and today our tefilot, are a way to draw closer to Hashem. The interaction between Hashem and Moshe, through the word Vayikra, mirrors our natural human behavior and our desire to be close to others. Perhaps this is why Rashi famously interprets this as an expression of God's affection for Moshe, Chiba, as he draws closer to hear the word of God. Rashi bases this on the words of Yishayahu, which we say in Kedusha of our Amida prayer, Vekara Ze and one called out to the other. One of the themes of Sefer Vayikra and the Korbanot is the theme of separation and unification or reunification. When one is distant from the temple and also when one may draw near. This is also seen in the laws of Nida found later in the book of Vayikra. There are times when a couple physically separates and other times when they should be close and intimate. It is never good to be totally and permanently separate but it is also not good to have no boundaries whatsoever. This too relates to the word Vayikra, which is curiously written with a small aleph. Many commentaries interpret this to refer to Moshe's humility, making him worthy of hearing the word of God. However, the Zohar views it as a criticism of Moshe, who had ceased to have relations with his wife Zipporah in order to attain a high level of spirituality. The idea of separating from physical intimacy indefinitely from his wife in order to draw closer to God was flawed. The word Vayikra teaches that it is not good to be in a permanent state of separation, nor is it good to not have boundaries. Boundaries help us appreciate relationships. Next, let's turn to the end of the Parsha. In Vayikra chapter 5, the Torah describes one of the korbanot called the Asham Talui. And when a person, without knowing it, sins, says the Torah. 
This korban is unusual. A person is unsure whether they have sinned or not. So God created a korban for this case to err on the side of caution. In case this person did commit a sin, they have a korban to bring to express remorse and once again come close to God. Rav Beni Lau points out that there is a Mishnah in Masachet Kritut, which discusses the potential downside of such a korban. Says the Mishnah, the Mishnah brings a debate. First, Rabbi Eliezer says, a person may volunteer to bring an asham talui every day and at any time that he chooses, even if there is no uncertainty as to whether he sinned. And this type of offering was called asham chasidim, the guilt offering of the pious. They say about Bava ben Buta that he would volunteer to bring an asham talui every day except for one day after Yom Kippur, when he didn't bring it. Bava ben Buta said, I take an oath. If they would have allowed me, I would have brought an asham talui even on that day. But they would say to me, wait until you enter into a situation of safek, of potential uncertainty. And the rabbis taught, Chachamim say, one brings an asham talui only in a case where there is uncertainty as to whether he performed a sin for whose intentional performance one is liable to receive karet, and for whose unwitting performance one is liable to bring a sin offering, a korban chatat. Rabbi Eliezer's view is that it is best to always cover all the bases, err on the side of caution. Bring it all the time, just in case. Bava ben Buta would have even brought it right after Yom Kippur, the implication being that at that time it was totally unnecessary. However, the Chachamim hold that in order for it to serve its purpose, the Asham Talui should be brought only when there is good reason. The position of the Chachamim is that we received mitzvot and korbanot as a way to establish balance in our lives and draw closer to Hashem. Taking things to an extreme can be unhealthy and diminishes the meaning and purpose of the korban. This message is similar to that of the word Vayikra. Both Vayikra and the understanding of the Asham Talui serve as reminders that while it is natural sometimes to be fearful or anxious, it is important not to take things to too much of an extreme. The Asham Talui was not meant to be offered every day. Moshe was wrong to separate permanently from Sipporah. Kedushah is about finding the balance. Yet the Torah is also mindful of those who need to be more careful. It acknowledges that sometimes it is a time for distance and some people need to be more cautious. Drawing too close can also sometimes be dangerous. Finding this balance in our relationship with God and in our human relationships is not always easy. This is especially true today as we want so much to go back to normal, but we don't always know how or whether it is safe. The message of the Mishnah and Sefer Vayikra, draw closer in a way that is safe. Try not to take things too much to an extreme. It is good to err on the side of caution but to find safe ways to vaikra, to call out, to check in on others, and to draw nearer in a balanced way. Shabbat Shalom. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Micah Shore, and is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at b
bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedencenter.com.